welcome to another episode of the Global Storytime Podcast, where every two weeks I bring you a folktale from a different country or culture so that we can get to know that place better. I'm your host and storyteller, Diane Strand. This week, we're going to Cuba. The story I'm bringing you this week, Dear Dear, said the turtle, has a hazy origin. I found this version in a book of folktales from Spain and the Caribbean called Tales Our Abuelitas Told Us with this particular tale being attributed to Cuba. But as soon as I read the story, which is about a turtle who challenges a deer to a race, I thought it sounded familiar, though I couldn't remember where I had read it before. So naturally I turned to Google to find out if perhaps the version I had heard before was also from Cuba. To my surprise, I found a number of different versions of this story from all over the world. There was a version from the Mayans who lived in present-day Mexico and northern Central America. There was a version from West Africa. And there was even another version from China, reportedly written in 400 BC. It would make sense if the story I'm bringing you today actually originated from either the Mayans or from West Africa, because it could have made its way to Cuba, retold by Spanish conquistadors or enslaved Africans. But I have no idea how a story from China can make its way to Cuba. What's interesting is that when I was looking this up, I also found a list of 33 stories about races between differently paced animals from 20 different countries. There are stories about ants and elephants, frogs and snails, butterflies and cranes, and so much more. I find this so fascinating, and I hope to tell you one of these stories in the future. There is one little group of things that I want to explain before we get into the story, and that is the fruits that one character orders in a restaurant. In order, the first is guayaba, which is another name for guava. The second is mame, which comes from a very tall tree. It's the size and shape of a football, and the outside is like a coconut. Brown and rough. And inside, its flesh is soft like a ripe avocado, and it's salmon in color, and tastes like a blend of sweet potato, honey, and almond. The last fruit is the guanabana, which is also known as soursap. This fruit is roughly the size of a misshapen avocado, though they can get much bigger. Its outside is bright green and prickly. Inside is white and custardy. It's been described as tasting like an apple slash banana slash pineapple, and is tart like a sour patch kid. These all sound so delicious and I want to try them. I know that where I live in Portland, Oregon, we have a Caribbean market, so maybe I can find one of these fruits there. Okay, that's it. Let's settle in for a story about a clever turtle and an overconfident deer. Find a comfortable spot, grab a cup of tea or a stuffy or a blanket, and get ready for our journey. Are you ready? Let's go. Dear, dear, said the turtle. The fields had started to change color after a typically long, dry season on this Caribbean island. Little blue flowers grew near the river. Red, pink, and purple wild berries popped out on the slopes of the mountain. The sun shone longer each day, and it seemed to draw closer and closer to the earth as well. Everywhere, birds sang and danced, searching for ripe fruits and tasty seeds. Laughter and joy were everywhere, especially down by the river where Hikotia the turtle lived. Everybody knew she had a great sense of humor. Hikotia lived in a beautiful cane house near the river. She liked to wake up early, make her bed, 
and clear the weeds in front of her house before playing guitar and singing her favorite songs. On one of these early mornings, as she was cutting the weeds, she saw two big horns emerging from the bushes near the river. Who could that be so early in the day? Cautiously, her head half in and half out of her shell, Hikotia looked to see who was approaching her house. Good morning, Doña Hikotia. How are you today? said a voice from high above. Who is trespassing on my land? asked Hikotia. It's me. Suddenly, four long graceful legs surrounded her. Oh dear! A deer! she said. What are you doing here? I just came for a drink of water said the deer. See the top of that mountain? I came from there. But of course, you are so small and so slow. It would probably take you a year to go the same distance. And saying that, the deer, Fernando, started to laugh and laugh, and his laughter was so loud that all 1,000 birds living in the valley hid in the hearts of the trees. Well, why are you so sure, Hikotia said. It is often a mistake to judge by appearances. As a matter of fact, I bet I could win a race against you. Hearing Hakotia's words, the deer started to laugh again. His laughter was so loud that all 100 alligators who were cleaning their teeth near the shore hid in the bottom of the river. Are you serious? The deer asked. Yes, very serious. I only ask you to grant me 15 days to get ready for this race, Hakotia replied. That'll be the day when a river turtle wins a running race against a deer. You can have a year to get prepared if you want. You'll need it, Venando said mockingly. And so it was that Venando the deer and Hakotia the turtle agreed to meet in the road at the edge of the village at daybreak on Easter Sunday. As soon as she saw the deer's antlers disappear again into the brush, Hakotia called her two best friends. Juana! Barbara! Come quickly! I have something to tell you. Her two turtle friends came over to Hikotia's house. What happened? asked Juana. Why was that deer laughing so hard? Have you ever heard the saying, he who laughs last, laughs best? Hikotia asked her friends. Well, we will laugh last. Juana and Barbara sat down, and Hikotia explained that she had challenged the deer to a race. The race was going to take place in 15 days and the winner would be the first to circle back to the river after racing through the towns of Guanacabuya and Guadacayu. But how are you going to beat an animal as fast as a deer? Barbara asked. I'm not going to beat the deer. We are, said Hakotia. What do you mean? How can we do that? asked Juana. It's very simple, said Hakotia. Just listen to my plan. Hikotia drew close to her friends, hoping that nobody would hear what she had planned. When she finished whispering, the three friends had smiles on their faces, and they went off in three different directions. Ten days later, Barbara sat down for a few minutes to rest. She found her travels hard at times. There were rocks, and sometimes the slope was very steep. Holding tightly to weeds and to roots of trees, she tried not to roll over on her back or slip down the mountainside. She thought of her friend Juana and hoped that she had arrived safely in Guadacabuya, the first town through which the race would pass. She herself only had five days left to reach Guadacayu, the town where the race would circle back to the finish line. She just needed to keep going. Fortunately, she was going downhill now, and it would be easier on her little legs. And indeed, by daybreak on Easter Sunday, 
Doña Hicotia was at the spot agreed upon with the deer. A few minutes later, a cloud of dust announced the arrival of her rival. Good morning, Doña Hicotia. Have you been waiting long? asked Fernando the deer, strutting about with a haughty grin. Soon a crowd of forest animals had gathered. I want you all to know, dear friends, that on this day, Hikotia the turtle challenges me to a race, said the deer. I want you all to be my witnesses, he continued. Senior Sensote, please honor us by being the judge. Count to three to signal the start. Senior Sensote, the mockingbird, counted to three. Uno, dos, tres. And off went the deer, leaving a trail of dust behind him. So thick was the cloud of dust that nobody in the forest saw where the turtle disappeared to. Two hours later, the deer arrived in Guadacabuya. He was so sure Hakotia would barely have advanced a few feet from the starting line that he went to the barber shop to have his beard trimmed. The barber sat him down in the chair, put a big apron around his neck, and applied lots of foamy soap to his cheeks. He asked, And what is a deer doing in this town so far away from his mountains? The deer was about to tell his story when the voice of one of the turtle came through the window saying, I arrived here long ago, long ago. I arrived here long ago. Oh dear, dear. The deer jumped out of the barber's chair and shouted, Who is that singing out there? With his apron still on and his face full of foam, the deer ran out of the barber shop. He looked to his right and then to his left until he discovered the turtle sitting under a tree. Of course, he thought the turtle was Hikotia, for they looked very much alike. When did you get here? The deer asked. The barber had followed the deer out of his shop and said, I have been hearing that song for at least an hour, so this turtle must have arrived here long before you did. Hearing that, Venando pulled off the apron and began to run again. You will not win this race! You will not win this race! He shouted as he disappeared down the road. Three hours passed. When Venando arrived at Guadacayu, the second town in the race, he was tired and hungry. He was so sure that he had the turtle beat this time that he decided to go to a restaurant for a feast to celebrate. The waiter brought him guayabas, mangoes, mamayes, guanabanas, and even a tamal. But just as he was about to take the first bite of the first juicy mango, he heard the loud voice of Barbara saying, I arrived here long ago, long ago. I arrived here long ago. Oh dear, dear. The waiter who was just bringing Venando a plate of freshly cut grass said, There goes that turtle again. She's been singing that for at least two hours. Fernando pulled the napkin from his neck, shouting, You will not win this race! You will not! And in one jump, he was out in the road and on his way to the finish line, leaving behind a thick cloud of dust and a very angry waiter. So thick was the cloud that nobody saw where the turtle went. With all the strength his four legs could provide, and driven by the laughter he heard from the birds as he passed on his way, Fernando returned to the starting line at the edge of town, where the race had begun that morning of Easter Sunday. There, surrounded by hummingbirds and frogs, parrots and a lizard, Hikotia the turtle was saying, I arrived here long ago, long ago. I arrived here long ago, oh dear, dear. Fernando looked at his feet, dusty and tired, 
and those who were nearby saw a tear running down his face. People say that Venando then ran to the top of the mountain, and since then, nobody has ever heard him laugh again. He is so embarrassed that he never comes close to people and always hides from the rest of the creatures in the forest. The End Welcome back. I hope you enjoyed Dear Deers of the Turtle. Did you feel bad for the deer who was tricked into believing that he had lost the race? Or were you rooting for the clever turtle and her friends? Either way, it is a good reminder that you can't judge a person or an animal on their appearances because there's often more than meets the eye. And that is it for this episode. If you would like to learn more about Cuba, its history, culture, more delicious foods that you can find there, make sure you listen to this week's informational episode. It's episode 14B, Let's Learn About Cuba. You can also follow the pod on Facebook or Instagram at Global Storytime Podcast, where I post maps, photos, and book recommendations for each country or culture that I feature. You can always email me at globalstorytimepodcast at gmail.com. If you liked this story or any of the other stories that I've told, please take a couple seconds to give me a rating or review in iTunes. It helps more people find this show. Thank you so much for listening. I've been your host and storyteller, Diane Strand. Next episode, we're going to Indonesia. Until then, bye! Sabroso, de cu-